we think of magic or wands, colorful spells come to mind. A simple spell conjured by simple words, words without a cost. Words that when uttered, give the individual the effect that they are seeking without any consequences. Today's view of magic couldn't be further from what magic actually is. Magic is so often compared to magicians or loosely used in daily conversations. In paganism, the word magic is appended with a K to differentiate the common use of the word or with a religious use of it. There are many different kinds of magic, but none have a greater cost than the practice of black magic. Black magic is typically used with the intention to cause harm to someone or something. It is strongly associated with the devil and commonly used by witches or whatever used to be witches. There is no doubt that dark practices happen on a daily basis. But as we discussed briefly in our last upload, the exorcism of Amy Stamatis, which you can watch by clicking the card in the top right of the video or the link in the description, we're living in an ever-decreasingly religious world, all religions, good or bad. We have an endless amount of information at our fingertips, and yet, we don't see articles or posts about the practice of black magic very much at all. What we do have is detailed accounts of these practices throughout history. In fact, magic has been practiced since the beginning of recorded history. Of course, we have an endless amount of data and events we could read through to gain a better understanding of this topic. And there is one event, recorded for better or worse, that isn't talked about very much. The Place of Seagulls. The End of the Earth. In the early 16th century, this was a place located in South America, where the Maw River empties into the Pacific Ocean near the 35th parallel. This area was dominated by the Incas, until their empire came to an abrupt end right at the turn of the 16th century. In its place, a dark and unknown world was created, or so the Incas thought. This new darkness was dubbed the Place of Seagulls, where any inhabitant that attempted to live there failed to survive this harsh environment, where the Pacific's water run from clear blue to black. The Place of Seagulls today is a sparsely inhabited portion of the Chiloe, an island off the west coast of Chile. In 1880, one of the last ever recorded witch trials in the world took place. The witches of Chiloe, according to one of the main subjects of the trial, Mateo Cuenuecar, he had been a prominent member of this coven of witches for nearly two decades. The history of the coven runs longer than Mateo's presence as a male witch or warlock. This trial centered around the coven's practices, primarily causing bodily harm to innocent people, and the group dubbed the Witches of Chiloe were on trial for a number of homicides. The homicides were said to have been committed using the practice of black magic. Mateo detailed the Witches of Chiloe would gather in a large cavern 
hidden just outside a small coastal village named Kikave. The entrance to the cave was hidden in the side of a deep ravine, which you would only know about if you were given an invite and specific instructions. The entrance to the vast cavern was said to be eliminated by torches, torches made of human flesh. Mateo and the other witches brought to trial swore the cavern was sacred and was home to a pair of monsters or demons. One of the monsters was described by the coven and other witnesses to be a goat-like creature. Locals called it Chivato. Lore details the Chivato as a cannibalistic monster who was once human, kidnapped by witches. Throughout its horrendous upbringing and forced participation in rituals, the kidnapped child would become deformed and eventually acquire a taste for flesh. There is said to be many of these monsters living in the caverns of Chiloe, which can be accessed by a tunnel along the shore of the lake of Chiloe. There are many legends of the Shivato preying on women who frequent the lake. The second monster swore to occupy the witches of Chiloe's sacred cavern. Believe it or not, it is a much more dangerous creature known as the Inbunche or Imbunche. Like the Chivato, the Imbunche was once a human, kidnapped or sold by the infant's parents to a witch when the infant is less than nine days old. If the infant was circumcised prior to being obtained by the witch, he would then be unbaptized through the use of forbidden black magic. The transformation of the child into the Imbunche it's quite graphic, so I won't detail it here, but you can read about it more in detail if you'd like to using the link in the description. These two monsters had a primary task, and it was to protect the sacred contents of the cavern. Among the contents, a leather-bound book of spells and a magic bowl filled with water that what peered into allowed secrets to be seen. Mateo, the head male witch on trial, details his first visit to the cavern. Twenty years prior, he was tasked to bring meat to the cavern. Mateo stated that the meat was the remains of a child he was tasked of murdering. Jose Mariman, the king of the island at the time, led Mateo to the bottom of the ravine, where he suddenly started dancing and speaking as a sorcerer. The side of the ravine began to open, moving vast amounts of earth, grass, and dirt. Once open, Mateo saw a shining item on the ground. Jose claimed it was an alchemist's key and the only way to open the entrance of the cavern. Once opened, the two creatures ran at full force towards the two men. The coven gave additional details about these creatures and how they are replaced. If a new Chivato or Mbonche is required, they are tasked with kidnapping an infant for this purpose. The coven had a strong political power of the island. They detailed hierarchy of kinds and viscerals whose purpose was to serve and complete tasks assigned to them. With their supernatural powers, there are records of the coven poisoning mass amounts of inhabitants, decimating entire crops of farmers, and causing physical harm to anyone they want without having to be remotely near them. One witness claimed that witches had a pair of powerful magic stones which they used to perform the majority of their sorcery. 
The Chilean government did not believe in magic or sorcery, but did, however, see that the group of witches were responsible for a great deal of homicides throughout the Chiloé island. The coven had a powerful political and fearful reign that superseded government bodies, at least up until the witches' trials. It's rumored that a handful of high officials within the Chilean government themselves partook in the ritualistic acts and were well aware of the violent crimes as they took place. To become a witch of Chiloé, the person had to undergo a grueling initiation, which claimed the lives of many. The person had to cleanse themselves under a freezing cold waterfall for 40 days to remove all traces of Spanish Catholicism, after which they had to make a pact with the devil. The next task, among many others, was to kill a person close to them, remove their skin, and use it to create a bag in which they would carry their equipment and their book of spells. Since the government did not believe in magic or sorcery, no charges could be brought for these acts. They could, however, charge the members of the coven with the evidence of homicides authorities had at the time. The evidence was gathered from rounding up and interrogating 100 believed members of the coven most of which did confess to their involvement or knowledge of multiple homicides committed by themselves with the assistance or under the orders of prominent members. The legal results of the trial were underwhelming as two highly involved witches received only 15 years each. Ten more were convicted of being members of an unlawful society and Matteo only received three years in prison and his brother, another prominent member of the coven, only received one and a half years. After the trials, the government tried to find the headquarters of the coven, the cavern, with its entrance in the side of the ravine. They spent 10 days walking the supposed ravine, but had no luck finding the cavern's entrance. Even though justice was lightly delivered to the witches, there were no trace of any other members of this organization years after the trial ended, which is a success for the inhabitants of the island who no longer had to live in fear of a wicked group that did as they were commanded, no matter what man, woman, or child they had to harm to do so. What do you think? The Chilean government has stated how they do not believe in sorcery or magic. So are witches real? Are the records of witches passed down for centuries hearsay or embellished? Let me know in the comments. What other topics do you want covered? Check back every week for new horrifying, insightful uploads. Also, check out our True Crime channel, where we cover known and unknown cases in depth. Thanks for watching.